Previously on the Reroll Podcast, our new friend Maximus tells us how to get through that weird door. <laughs> I'm the geek. Which he says protects us from a portal to the Feywild. So cool. I can open the door if you want, but I haven't been in there in about a thousand years, so it'll probably be a little dangerous. But the others want to wait. We should do something that I don't usually do, and I think that's exercise caution. Weird. Groth and Kella talk about moving the Resistance here. They think it'll be safer. It may be wise to move the Resistance out here. I, th I think you're right on that. We need to rest before we do anything, so Star decides to explore, and she makes a couple friends. The first one is a cat. What brings you to a place like this? I have been allured by this place and its cozy magics. I don't trust it. We should keep an eye on it. The second one is one of those boars that the goblins ride. You know, those ones with that strange armor. No boar was ever a match for your old pal Flint. <sighs> Do not hurt the boar. We will not be eating this one. Perhaps we can make it an ally of ours. Or carry it. What will we decide to do next? We could open that door, or we could go check in with the rest of the resistance. Or maybe I will ride a mount of my own. Let's find out now. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Pretty much every every morning before a session, especially if it's a session, I, th I think it's going to be particularly uh, uh, eventful. I like to... Like, my little moment of zen is waking up in the morning before Ayla, before everybody else wakes up, and just like, drinking a cup of coffee, going over my notes, and that, like, serene... I'm gonna sneeze. Oh, God. <laughs> is this part of the process, too? None of your business. <sighs> Sneezing violently. Why do you hold it in? What? Yeah, that's bad for your... You, you, always hold, you always, like, hold your nose, like, when you sneeze. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let it. Don't it do. You gotta, you gotta let it fly out of your nose. Otherwise, that's. I held my nose one time, like in science class, because I didn't want to sneeze because we were taking a test, and um, I sneezed so hard I almost passed out. My science teacher was like, "Don't ever do that again." I was like, "Okay," and then I never held my nose. Well, again. the thing is, when you have allergies like I do, it's just never ending. So, like, it's not like, "Oh, your your nose needs to get this the snot out." It's like, no. Your body wants to torch you infinitely for the rest of your being. You're yeah, literally talking to probably the only other person here who has as severe allergies as you, so I know what you mean, but, like, the pressure that builds <sighs> up in your head. Like, you're gonna pop an eyeball out. Don't do that. All right. I know what you're saying, though. If I sneeze too many times in a day, like, it tears my throat up. It feels like I was just breathing butane and then lighting it or something. My allergies have been so bad today. Or tech baby. Does that help you with your pristine? <clears throat> no. So, uh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that, and then we all collectively decided we didn't care about your story and started talking about. <laughs> I, like a, I like a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> that, like, hour, two hours of just solitude in the world, nothing but my cup of coffee, maybe a little morning joint. And reading my D and D notes. That is that is my moment of saying. What what are your guys's sort of chamber of? Well, how do you do all that? Huh? How do you do all that on the toilet? <laughs> Easy. There's coffee makers you in the. Do bathroom. all that, and then you take your pants off and sit on the toilet. 
The world is Tanner's toilet. You, I, unless you can, it's a particularly brutal one, you take your shirt off, too. That's true. <laughs> and no, you don't fucking lay down a, a seat cover or anything. You raw dog that fucking right. toilet well, naked with your Lord coffee. Lord knows I'm <laughs> Just... a naked pooper. Always have been, always uh, will be. Isn't one of your usernames somewhere naked pooper? That was my uh, World of Warcraft name for a long time. Naked pooper. <laughs> I love it. To be fair, Undead warlock. The bathroom is a great place for a moment of zen. That's true. That's my moment of zen at work. Yeah. You know what? Just kind of on that note, like, just like COVID's been going on, you know, for two years, and like I forgot what shitting in a public bathroom was like, and how <sighs> fucking archaic that shit is. Yeah. Like, how have we not moved on from that yet? Because pooping, <laughs> like, in deaf silence. With, like, no fan or anything, like, three feet from another human being no. who's also doing the same thing. It's just, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm a, pre- I'm a fairly, like, outgoing, confident person, but, like, I do not want to hear somebody, like, or I don't want to have somebody hear what my butthole sounds like in public. <laughs> it's just weird. Is that your moment of You're saying? a communist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not a true American if you don't want your fellow American. What are you hiding, Zane? <laughs> it's all uh, the uh, bombs in his ass. Mm. Yeah, they are the, explosive. Um, it's all the universal basic income that I'm hiding in my rectum. Is that, is that what Andrew Yang was talking about? Bernie 2024. <laughs> um, I mean, I have one if nobody else does. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to do like a then and now because I used to, um, uh, when I was younger, I lived in apartments a lot of the time uh and they would have pools that would open in the summer super early and i had this friend who her and i would wake up at literally the ass crack of dawn like four or five a.m uh i'd go over to her house we'd get ready and we'd just go swimming for like four hours before anyone got there um and it was always so like quiet and there was nobody to bother us and i don't know it was great i really i really enjoy swimming like just super earlier when no one's around like in a pool i don't i'm not a fan of the ocean or lakes but uh that is one of my used to be moments of zen and okay my newer one is sort of similar to tanner's um this morning i woke up and edited a picture for like an instagram post to support my twitch or whatever because i was going to stream today um and i was up really early for some reason and brendan wasn't awake and the dogs were pretty much sleep too that was kind of my little peace and quiet this morning it was it nice, is nice. Mm-hmm. mine is definitely a mix of both of yours because i love swimming too and like that's always like like especially if you like go under the water and you have goggles and you look up and you can see like the water from the underside it's like so cool and it's like i don't know i used to like lay on the bottom of the pool and just see how long i could do it and, and that's definitely i wish i had that opportunity again i haven't been swimming in fucking forever mm-hmm. um same but yeah i definitely understand that and then also the bathroom thing because i have wicked sexual anxiety so it's like i'm like oh i'm gonna maybe throw up or poop my pants i'm just gonna go in the bathroom really quick and usually (laughs) that never happens i just stand there and breathe and try to get back to my social situation and pretend i'm fine (laughs) so yeah i can totally see both that's why i take my moment as i've been like bathroom save that trip Yep. I've been rage screaming like in the car a lot lately. And I highly <laughs> recommend it. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. 
Because how often do you get like a situation where you can just? I mean, they have like those rage rooms now, I guess, which is which sounds kind of fun, where you just go break a bunch yeah, of stuff and you I can just, do like, yell and shit. Yeah. Um, but that second best thing I think to that is just screaming at an old lady in traffic on the freeway. It's like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> at an old lady. Or near an old lady. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Adjacent well, yeah, as, to an old lady. It's not her fault. She just happens. As long to as there's an old lady near. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that's... I can't come. <laughs> I don't like this. When I was uh, that's my moment. Of when I was younger, I would you drive around, bust the nut Iowa. in traffic while yelling at old women. <laughs> when I yeah. was younger, I would drive around at night a lot and do that exact thing because nobody was around, and Ooh. I just wonder what the people whose houses I was passing by like heard. Because I'd be like. Hey, hey, hey. Like, I was um, not in a good mindset. <laughs> anyway. That's that's what I always used to tell uh, my cousin Wes. Like, whenever we're driving around, he'd just be, like, talking shit about, like, people just driving by, like, on the sidewalk or something. And I was just like, I'm like, I wish that there was, like, a microphone in your car with, like, a, with, like, a speaker on the outside that would just intermittently, like, turn on without you knowing. So you'd just be driving, <laughs> driving by somebody, and they just hear just like, "Yeah, look at this fucking asshole right here." It's like an after death chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always did the bathroom when I was younger because, like, with my family, that's the only way I could get some time to myself. Is I so I just go to the bathroom and read, and then if my mom Aww. would yell for me, I'd be like, "I'm on the toilet, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I, Ayla, I don't know if you remember this. I used to really piss mom off because she'd like she'd have to like like really lay into me to like get me out of bed in the morning for school and stuff. And then I'd go I'd be fine, and then I'd go into the bathroom and roll up a towel on the floor and come back to sleep. <laughs> like turn the shower on so th- she thinks that I'm showering, but I literally just like fall back asleep on the floor. So I think I remember that actually. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's just like now looking back as an adult, like I don't. Yeah, have you're any like, kids, wow, fuck, that's what man, an asshole. Been so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, do you have one? Would you like to share um, class? No, I'm pretty much always in. <laughs> I don't really ever... Uh, I, I, the odd moment for me is when I'm not feeling zen. So. Man. You're feeling zen. Stupid. Nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, you say must be nice. It was, it was a lot of work to get to be less fair. <clears throat> All right, well... I very much enjoy being inside my brain now. You know what, actually? This is a really good transition here because we last left off with you guys at the alchemist lab who uh where rather kella was working and where you guys had corralled this boar uh that was formerly being ridden by a dead goblin that uh starlet had uh found and so what do you think your characters moments of zen are especially in like this long rest you guys are you guys have kind of been through a lot together in these last couple of days. This is, you know, maybe the fourth or fifth day you've been together. What uh, what are your sort of character's personal rituals for either evening or morning? Groth may actually be getting a little bit out of Zen because the only blacksmithing he's been able to do in the last week or so has been sharpening a little tiny knife in his own cleaver on some fireplace rocks. So he actually, yeah. It's probably starting to actually seem a little bit agitated. You can take it where you can get it, you know? Yeah. Okay. I think with Shadow, uh, she's very comfortable in the shadows and being quiet from growing up. But her biggest enjoyment right now, at least, is 
anytime she's outside or around people that she's enjoying time with. I could see Shadow bugging an irritable Groth as he's just looking for some sort of project to work on, and Shadow's just like, hey, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Groth just can't um, bring himself to be angry at this little tiny person. Like anybody could ever actually be angry at Shadow. Uh, probably her victims. <laughs> yeah, they don't matter, though. They're dead. They don't feel anything anymore. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, like, Flint, (laughs) actually, when, uh, the second time I, uh, went back and listened to, like, your your memory, it totally didn't even occur to me the first time that the old guy was dead. I thought he was actually asleep, because I'm stupid. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, she's playing with, like, she's, like, talking to a corpse right now. Yeah, she didn't realize he was dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Flint kind of has, like, that, he has that, like, gruff, like, comedic exterior that he kind of uses to deflect, but, I mean, if you pay attention, you can definitely see there's moments of reprieve when, like, kind of in the quieter moments, like, when we're resting and stuff, where he definitely just seems like he's 100 miles away, just sitting there, like, chomping on his gross cigar, or, you know, drinking some of that, like, flask of whiskey that he... I'm sorry. I do love a good cigar with some Hold on, can we... It's not a good cigar. (laughs) Can we go back to the chomping on a cigar? Yeah, you're supposed to chomp on cigars. You chew them? (laughs) No. Yeah, a little bit. You chew like the the butt end of it. People do, but you're not supposed to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's certain cigars. I'm not a cigar guy at all. Um, But I think there are cigars and stuff where it's like, you're supposed to kind of like, like get it all wet and stuff like with your saliva because it kind of like it draws out like some of the flavor or something like the moisture yeah. does i don't like it oh yeah i mean yeah. it gets it no, gets wet but yeah i i mean i'm not like i know a ton i've had cigars but i don't mm. think you're supposed to chew them even though like you'll sometimes see that in movies where they're doing that but i don't think you're supposed to probably yeah. get sick from that well Flint does. <laughs> honestly that makes sense um i think that stars sort of Zen moments, her morning rituals, maybe even partially her night rituals, um, when she's got some free time, I guess. She likes to look around, um, sort of just scout out any, like, flowers or plants or something that she just enjoys to watch. Like, she, she'll watch bugs or whatever. She just wants to study something. Um, because even though nothing in this plane of existence is like piques her interest as much as things in the Feywild did. Uh, she still just likes to find some places that she places or things that she finds beautiful. Um, Cause it helps her remind her of Faya a little bit and just kind of centers her, uh, gets her ready for the day. And I mean, when I say studying, she's not like, you know, inspecting these, taking notes or anything. I think she's probably letting herself zone out a little bit and think about Faya, think about these cycles and, like, how... or, like, why the beetle is moving the twig over the branch over there. Or, like, how did this plant end up getting here? Just small things like that. Because in the, like, in the rest of her daily life, she has to be super hyper-focused. She feels like, anyway. I like that. Sort of turn off the senses, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bo. What about you? Uh, Bo's kind of like in the maybe in the corner, kind of just like half sitting, half lying down, just kind of studying some different 
religious books and um, just kind of reflecting and maybe even uh, whispering a few prayers in practice of just like feeling them out and uh, seeing how they make him feel and um, probably as also taking time to reflect and kind of look outward and uh, maybe even like gaze at his prayer beads and some of the symbols that um, what do you call that? Like an emblem? Like different emblems that um, that hang from this prayer, from these prayer beads? Or runes, maybe? Yeah, like a symbol, Sigil. like a um, pendant. Yeah. So yeah, without really like much due regard in a situation where somebody's obviously like practicing their religion, their faith or whatever, uh, Flint's just gonna roll up with his stanky ass cigar. Noticing you're praying in the corner and just say, uh, so, uh, holy man, who do you, who do you pray to? Actually, more than one. And, uh, Bo is obviously, like, glad you asked because this is something that Bo's interested in and wants you to understand about him. So, um, what about you? And he, and he, like, goes forward on his, on his elbows and his feet are, like, in the air and he's, like, looking at the books. <laughs> <laughs> what gods do you like? <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> um, and you see that there's like multiple different books. Like, uh, it's probably kind of odd that, it, that I don't have like you know a singular like Bible or or book of like study or something that it's right, like more than yeah one. Uh, Flynn just kind of laughs and just says, uh, "Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I've never really seen." I've never really seen anything beautiful enough in this world to uh, convince me of the fact that there might be somebody who's intent on creating the things that I've seen in my life. So, I don't know. Nobody, really, to answer your question. And, you know, I think that's okay. Because um, you might be surprised, but I'm a man of faith. I, I'm not a man of gods or goddesses. I think that, honestly, the power of faith lies within you, and it's up to you to how you use that and how you let that guide your actions. And that doesn't necessarily mean in religion, just maybe faith in yourself, faith in life, faith in your own abilities. I think that's really powerful. And I can appreciate that. I wouldn't really say that I believe in something like fate, but... The world's got its own grand designs, and it's going to do and take what it wants, and it's up to us to find our place in that. I think that's exactly right, and um, and if I can give you a little more insight, the things that I believe in and things that that make the process that makes sense to me are life and death, and I think that without one, we couldn't have the other, and that's exactly what makes it so precious in both ways. Never really thought it'd have this much in common with a religious man. I'm, like I said, I'm a man of faith, not necessarily religion. But it is fascinating. Flint. And he'll, like, kind of gaze at the books. Yeah, Flint's just gonna kind of like, nod, like, a little, little bit surprised. He just, he kind of took uh, Bo at face value, but, um... Discovering there's actually a bit more depth, and he's got a, a lot more in common with him than he thought. He's going to return to his gross cigar and kind of pace back to his corner. Cool. 
Bo's like even like just like happy that you asked and is just returning back to the little like position and so like kind of like hmm, like excited that yeah. you had any interest in it because he often does get uh, judged and doesn't no one cares right. or if they care they're looking for something that he can't provide okay uh, at this point uh, you guys have rested you are in the alchemy lab uh, attended by or, or accompanied by rather Kelamas who took about four hours of meditation but other than that has been working non-stop in the laboratory just kind of fascinated fascinated at the things that she sees finds um you also have this cat that seems to be sticking around and uh <laughs> curled up next to a shadow while she was meditating in the evening cat came and curled by me yep uh what uh what would you guys like to do um Flint's gonna use some of the boar we dragged. Wait, no, never mind. We didn't kill the boar. That wasn't food, right? No, no. not food. Friend. <laughs> okay. Right. At least I'm gonna try and make him our friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flint is gonna do nothing then, because there's no food. Flint's <laughs> gonna starve to death. Yep. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I think uh, Shadow, who doesn't need to sleep as long, was curious about the boar in maybe woke up a little bit before everyone else and is out, like, looking at it and maybe getting ready to untie its legs and make sure it's just, like, on a leash and see if she can get up on its back. Can I roll, or, like, is there a passive perception or something I can do for that? Sure. Because <laughs> I would have been, like... Uh, Shadow, why don't you give me a sh uh, stealth check? What's your passive perception? Eh? I mean, I don't know if I'm being, like, super sneaky besides like not wanting to wake people up when I left the room I guess so it would depend on if you're sleeping outside or in the room um I feel like Star might have slept outside but if I'm yeah if it's outside I'm not being okay in that it. case then you definitely notice her going up to this boar's pen okay I think Star's gonna walk over with you instead of trying to stop you but um she's gonna say would you give me just a moment to uh, speak with our friend here before you untie him? Or I guess I don't know if I like was noticing you getting ready to, but yeah, I might have started to do it when you walked. Which, by over. the way, it is dawn, so uh, roll one d three to see how many charges go back to that ring. So give me a d six, and then a four is also a one, a five is a two, and a six is a three. Wait, I'm I'm rolling a d three or d or a d six? Is there okay, a, that's what you said. Yeah. I see. Uh, no, there's not. I was just... I don't know. I don't know where I am. That was the wrong one. Sorry, I smoked a little bit of weed, and now I can't remember anything. Reefer madness. Including how much weed you smoked, which was a lot more than a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you regain full charges. Three charges. Sick. Okay. Uh, uh, me... So Shadow's like... Okay, when you talk to it, just tell him that I'm its new writer. And the cat's like... <laughs> Star will uh, just nod. She's not going to say anything back to that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Flynn's going to go talk to Kella when, when he can. Okay. She is going to use Speak with Animals. 
and she wants to kind of crouch down, say to the boar, um, my friend, we are not going to hurt you. I do not have any plans to eat you or anything like that, or to allow my friends to. I would like to untie you if that's okay, but I need you to stay here so we may speak a little bit more. Roll a persuasion check. No. <laughs> you roll a persuasion check. I mean, to not kill you. Okay. Natural 20. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Unnatural 20. Hi. <laughs> nice. So the boar looks up to you and he's like, I was going to do the Ray Romano again. I could. I could <laughs> hey! All the animals sound I like this. I want you to keep running that joke until it gets so unfunny that it's I want to start funny. running that joke until we get a cease and desist from Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, like, it's okay to do the impression. You just can't do it that much. I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. Okay. Um, okay. Star, I guess after Shadow unties him and everything, she says, um, how did this happen to you? And she puts her hand on the metal that is, like, melded into his skin. Alright, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a normal voice for this guy. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not <laughs> I know to do that. I know it's coming, you bitch. <laughs> do a normal voice. It's like, I, me and my sisters and brothers... And even my father, we were taken by the little green ones. And they hurt us. They fused this metal with us. Ah. There's... There's a big... A very tall... Creature that leads them. and He oversaw all of the fusing of the metal. Could you describe to me what this tall creature looked like outside of just being tall? And at this, this point, uh, we'll say Groth walks out doing some miscellaneous hmm. morning uh, task. He goes, You looked like him. Hmm. Uh, look me. Well, you can't hear this. You, you hear oink, oink, oink. Oh, sorry. Star does um, wave Groth over and explain to him that she's talking with the, the boar about how um, this all happened to him and getting information. So she'll say, Groth, if you, ha if you have a moment, will you come over where I'm trying to gain some intel? And this creature here says that whomever did this melding of this metal to its skin looked a lot like you. So I would appreciate your, uh, your presence over here. Oh, you look like me. What do you mean? As soon as Groth starts walking forward, the, the boar starts to get really agitated and is, like, kicking dust and trying to pull away from you. He's like, <laughs> Um, Star will try to calm it and, like, hold hand up to Groth and... Uh, she'll say, he is friend, not foe. I promise you, I would never let him 
hurt you in any way. But he works with metal, and I just wanted to see if he could give us, both of us, more info on where this might have come from and why this was done to you. Roll a animal handling or persuasion, since you're speaking to it. I got a 10. I think with a 10, the, the boar is like, no, please, please, no. Keep him away. Okay. Alright. Uh, Star turns. I almost said boar. Boar turns back to Groth. Boy, <laughs> going, motherfucker. To... <laughs> I'm about to beat your ass to be friends with this animal. Um, no, she turns back to you and she says, um, perhaps I misspoke. I think I will get the info and then I'll come and find you so we can discuss more. The poor creature is very distressed by your appearance. <laughs> Me too. Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, just a. I'm gonna back up like one or two steps. And then I'm gonna get down super low and kind of make direct uh, eye contact with the boar and tap on my mask and then turn and walk away. <laughs> huh? You know, most animals perceive eye contact as a direct threat. She charges you. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about my mama? Uh, okay. Um, okay. So, I think Star wants to spend a little bit more time uh, asking the boar about the, like, what exactly the giant, uh, or half-giant looked like. Uh, maybe where they were like, stationed at. And... I think, yeah, I think she'll do that and, like, write some of it down or have maybe Shadow, if she's interested, uh, document what she's saying. Um, okay, so I'll say you take probably the rest of the spells ten minutes to sort of probe for information. Um, you get a general gist of where he came, f or the boar was uh, when this all happened. Uh, he sort of describes it relatively by you know how far it is by his mindset he can't really do a whole lot more in describing um the giant just the limitations of the boar's intelligence um mm -hmm. but he is able to sort of describe that it was you know a process that was incredibly painful held down by goblins and sort of larger fur covered humanoid creatures and that not all of the boars made it through the process um can I lastly say, like, as the spell is ending, a uh, thing or two? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Star says, uh, we haven't got much more time uh, before my, uh, I'm, I won't be able to speak to you, but I know that what you've been through is incredibly traumatizing. Uh, I would like to offer you a position with us. We would like to avenge you, in a sense. I mean, we have different motives, but... Whatever gets the job done, I would assume. Uh, we don't wish to hurt you, and I'm sure that if I let you go run off into the woods, another one of the goblins will just find you again, and I would hate for you to fall into their hands again. What do you say? He says, I don't... I don't want to... be a servant anymore. I... 
I want to roam the wilds again. Star will say back to that. If you give us the time to find a way to remove this metal from you, then you will not be a servant to us. You are not a servant to us. But allow us to at least protect you while you have this deformity, for lack of better words. The boar stops for a second and hesitantly agrees and says, Okay. Okay. And last last thing before, like right before the spell runs out, uh, she says, <clears throat> Sorry if the little one tries to ride you. It's like, wait, what? Link, link, link. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what other spells does the ring have again? I just get a curiosity. Um, animal friendship and fear, I believe, are the other two. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is like, I think the boars have a really, really good sense of smell. I don't know. I just thought of that. I don't know. That no, they do. They hunt truffles. Yeah. Um, like in sense of tracking or something like, um, or even your smell to be able to find you again. I think that, um, I just thought, but. I mean, I think it's a little different from them being like a, like a trained, like, like a dog, like a bloodhound. I think no, it's I more know. like they just have really good natural instincts for finding like the things that they are, that they want to eat. But I'm just, I was thinking more in terms of like, if you, if we were trying to find this place or whatever, they would probably be able to, to find it by the, with their, their sense of smell or, you know, I don't know. It was just a thought. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think star comes back to where everyone's maybe still waking up or if they've already woken up the rest of the way. Uh, she'll come and tell everyone sort of what happened between her and the boar, um, the plan with, uh, not treating it like it belongs to us or like some sort of pet, but we are going to be helping it so that at a certain point it can help us. And then she plans to release it eventually. Um, because of the stuff that happened with the boars in the cave... And because there's a boar here and there's something odd going on, I want to... Bo wants to, like, go investigate and see if there's any connection. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh... Bo comes out and shadows in the process of putting a leg over the back. <laughs> the the boar just, like, looks at you with these helpless eyes. <laughs> um, go ahead and... Uh, why don't you... Are you trying to roll, like... Why don't you roll a religion check? I want it to let me get close to it, but I also want to feed it. Because I don't know how much... I mean, it probably has the grass and stuff around it. But... Because it's still tied up, right? Um, no, I think we untied it. Oh, okay. And I just... I explained to you that, like, we are not keeping it as a pet, and it is allowed to roam, but we are essentially its guardian right now. Mm -hmm. Um, well, could I... Could I see if there's, like, nearby tree with, like, you know, any fruit or something I could reach up higher where it wouldn't be able to reach in something special that would what? Sure, you, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, find, like, a apple that's a little underripe, but you think it might enjoy it. Um, even though I, just because I saw, you know, start speaking to the boar, but even though I know there were, obviously there was different language coming, like, they're probably oinking at each other, I know that it wasn't, like, I can't actually communicate the way that she was, um, but I want to be like, just put a hand out and kind of squat and be like, I'm not, I just want to look at your armor kind of point and just try to communicate any kind of 
anything just to try. Roll, and then roll an animal that. handling check. Is it letting Shadow sit on it? Uh, you roll one as well. <laughs> I hope it like bucks you off. Just like not because I want to be mean, but I think it would just be so funny. Because it's a boar. Actually, He's probably angry. I really want to get it like running and then fall off. <laughs> it runs and then it stops like when oh, you like yeah, crash your you. horse in video games and just go like a red dead. Amazing. <laughs> I rolled a one. Uh, <laughs> nice. So it might get. <laughs> so you punch the the boar right. You in shove the an apple in its throat. In, yeah, yeah I trip and I throw it right at its face. No, our not. The flint comes out sharpening some knives. <laughs> and then it takes off running and throws. What's up, uh, yeah. Shadow? Would you roll? Stars like what the knife? Yeah, so I think I think that's exactly what happens. I think you approach it as Shadow's like trying to get on it, and it just gets overwhelmed and charges, and and Shadow falls off, and it's just like. <laughs> Keeping its distance from you guys. It, it tentatively trusts Star, but at this point, I think its nerves are kind of being pushed. Um, <laughs> Bo's gonna, like, throw his hand through his hair and just be like, what the fuck just, oh my god, that just happened, okay, I'm just gonna, you can have it, and just put this, the apple down, like, on a trunk, you know, tree trunk or something nearby, and just is, like, backs away slowly and goes back, like, <laughs> okay. I think, I think, away. I yeah, think, Bo, you might see Shadow, and it looks at first like she's maybe crying, but then you realize she's just laughing hysterically on the ground. <laughs> I want to, like, I don't know. I feel like doing this from the boar's perception would be pretty funny. I think it sees Star come back out and, like, start waving her hands and, like, talking to people. And all it hears is, like, meh, 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 meh. But, like, <laughs> she's clearly, like, mm, 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 mm. She's <laughs> pointing at the boar and stuff. And Shadow, get off uh, of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like scolding you guys. She's like, "Don't scare it. We need it." But the board's just probably like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> um, but sh I think it also sees Star um, point at the ring, like on her finger, while talking to Bo, and like offers it to him. Like, and sh like in character, she's like, "You know, if you want to speak to the animal, you can borrow this." But Gods, don't scare it anymore. I'm already afraid that it's going to run away from us. I just tried to feed it. I thought it would be okay. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to, to look at it a little bit closer in the context of those other boars that we saw. I thought maybe there was connection. Maybe I'll try again later or with your assistance. I think... It, I don't want to take your ring from you. I think I'd rather... I think at this point, too, the boars... If you push the boar anymore, it likely will just leave your party and run away. Oh, I don't want to, like, do that now. I just meant, like, in the future, maybe. Mm -hmm. if, if it's still around. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have a boar, you have a cat, you got a child. Where are you guys going? Uh, I still wanted to go just <laughs> oh, talk that's to right. Kella briefly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Flint's just going to walk in the room and say, Kella, yeah, you have a minute. Yeah, Flint, uh... And she, like, puts down this, like, crate of, like, empty vials that are separated with, like, shreds of paper and just clanks a little bit. And she's like, yeah, what, uh, what do you need? I forget. Did we already have the discussion with her where, like, because Groth was mentioning that he thought it would be a good place to establish, like, an FOB or, like, an outpost or something for the resistance people. But did we talk to her about that? I can't remember. Yeah. I thought it yeah, was. I believe so. Yeah, it was. It I was thought, okay. Me and Kellen sure having a conversation yeah, yeah. last time where she was like, no, maybe this would be a better outpost than underneath okay. a basement owned by our enemies. Right. Okay, so, uh, uh, looks like we're gearing up to make the, uh, 
track back to your basement hideout. Um, will you be joining us, or will you be staying here? Ah, <sighs> and she wipes her brow and looks around, and she says, I'm gonna stay here. I, uh, and you can see Maximus is sort of, like, flittering around near the rafters, and she's like, I'm gonna try and, uh, organize this place a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, do you have any messages for, her? uh, Lily, uh, daff Daffodil? Lilac. <laughs> what was her name Lilac. again? Lilac, yes. that was it. <laughs> I think that's good, though. Daffalily, that was it. Daffalac. <laughs> Do you have any messages we should pass along? Um, just let her know that this place is everything I thought it'd be. And she does have this kind of sense of wonder to this place as well. Well, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, so I'll be glad to be out here. But uh, in the meantime, and Flint's going to kind of, like, gaze over Maximus out of the corner of his eye and just say, uh, don't, don't let that thing anywhere near your firstborn son. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maximus floats around and he's like, Hey, Kella, what have you thought about doing with your firstborn son? <laughs> Flint's like... <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys talk about? Does... Does the, the finger slide on the nose and just quickly exits the room? <laughs> I uh, really wanted you when you said the Daffalac thing, and he asked for the message to just say Daffalac. <laughs> it sounds like a Pokemon. Sounds like a subsidiary. I was Affleck, yeah, but... That was just weird. It just I don't know. I don't know if anybody else is gonna get this reference. It sounds like the turtles in the Lost Woods in Majora's Mask, because they go like, and they, like turn, so they like fly at you, and it's yeah. scary. Anyway, so yeah, Flint's kind of gathering his stuff and getting ready to make the make the trip back to the HQ, which takes what like better part of a day. I can't. Or was it just, uh, just over an hour, actually. It's pretty close. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then we we have a pretty good bead, like if we want to go back and find that clearing again, right? That uh, because Star didn't you shove that arrow into the tree? Okay, cool. Uh, I think I don't know if everyone's gathered closest by. She wants to talk to everyone and uh. She'll say, you know, now that I'm thinking of it, I don't know how we'd be able to protect a boar so well if we keep it within the party. Perhaps so I should, should ask it. it. <laughs> Star shoots you a glance. <laughs> and then she goes back to what she's saying. She will say, I think perhaps we should leave it here with Kella or see if we can anyway. Um, so that way it has sort of a place to rest and be free in a sense, but... Um, it doesn't have to trek dangerous lands as much as we normally do. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I think that if this is home base, that's like a really good opportunity for safety and for somewhere to meet but not have to travel and be in danger okay. with things that we get ourselves into. Um... Then. Does, does anyone have anything else they want to do before I do this? I can do this as like a last What's thing. Groth doing? Uh, Groth honestly is just kind of waiting to make the trek back. He's gonna... Yeah, he's got his own thing he's gonna do. Then. Okay. Which he thought we were gonna get to around the 30 minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> Wait, so what's Groth doing? Sorry. Uh, Groth is waiting to make the trip back. Okay. He's Sounds vigorously like sharpening a rock because he's yeah. agitated for not he's sharpening a rock with another rock. <laughs> Damn, that's a good rock. If you had to guess, which one would you say is sharper? <laughs> this rock or this rock? Um, okay, then 
Star is going to try and wave the boar inside uh, so she can go and speak with uh, Max, I think, Maximus, yep. right? And uh, Kella. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're trying to wave the board Garth inside? by just being with the party. Yeah, just, like, I want to bring it in so that way we can all talk, because uh, I don't know if Maximus will want to really go outside. Okay, sure. Uh, we'll say you can do that after a moment or two. Sure. Okay. Um, and she will look to Kella and Max and say, Um, I know that this might be strange, but... We have befriended this boar, and I told him that we would search for a way to fix him because of the horrible things that happened to him, but it's... I don't want to take him with us. I think that if we could leave him here... Where can we park our boar? <laughs> can I... Do you rent... Or can we rent a spot for that? Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh... I would appreciate it. I can see if perhaps he may be able to help provide some protection for you. Uh, his only wish is that he is not chained to anyone. He would like to be free as much as possible. So, i he's not a pet. He's not something to be owned, but I think if you're willing to protect each other, he may stay and help as much as he can. Kella says, uh, I I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can watch over this boar, but is it not wiser just to slaughter it? And I, I don't mean to sound heartless, but another boar for the resistance could be another few days of food for a lot of people. Star nods and she'll say, I do understand that, but had this sort of thing happened to you and your brothers and your sisters, where they were brutally washed with metal essentially they have been harmed i think that befriending an animal in this situation might be better for us especially because we may need some more intel from him he can tell us where this is happening the root of all the problems and i don't know might just be me but i wouldn't eat somebody who provides valuable information for me Especially not someone who's had such a hard life. I exclusively only eat people that provide information to me. <laughs> um, she says, uh, I mean, yeah, of course. I, I, I trust your judgment. We'll, we'll watch out, out for him. Right, Maximus? And Maximus is like, I'm a vegetarian! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Star casts the spell again. Um, just blazing through him. I know I'm going to need it at some point, but uh, she'll cast Speak of Animals again, and she'll explain this to the boar, and uh, let him know, like, I, that she would be weary of them because they are hungry, but if you can rustle anything up, if you can help them find food, then they may steer clear of you, but you are not, you don't belong to any of these people, but this place will keep you safe. Just sort of looks around anxiously and he says, thank you. She nods and she says, if we can find a way to get this removed from you, we will. But I promise I will come back at some point and check on you, my friend. 
And uh, with that, she pats the boar on the head and starts heading towards the others to get on out of here. Could I have followed you in here and asked you to let me um, inspect just so that I don't want to waste your spell. I don't know if that's too like meta to be like, no, you're fine. Run in and be like, wait, before well, your I spell. Ends. I probably, I, I think a few of us followed that, her yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, that's totally fine. I, I asked the boar, like, if it's okay if uh, our friend here can inspect the metal. I'll say with you as acting as a liaison, actually talking to him, uh, the boar's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. Alright. Okay. Can uh, I? Yeah, roll. Give me a religion check, I suppose. It's funny because I actually have a plus three in animal handling. I just rolled a one before. <laughs> Ten. That doesn't seem right for me. What's both specialty skill? Undeath. Mm hmm. Would that be a check since yeah, they were trying to get something about the undeath situation? Uh, sure. Add, what was your undeath bonus? You could keep the dice roll, but... Um, it'd be a 13 then. Okay. If I add undeath instead. So, it's not... You can't really make the correlation, but you're trying to sort of fit that puzzle piece in, especially with what happened with the uh, giant boar. Uh, one thing I will say is, it seems that this fusion between the metals, like, it's seeping into the tissue around it um and it almost looks like it it was necrotic energies that sealed this to the boar hmm interesting i'll literally say that to be like hmm interesting it seems like it was necrotic energy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not that i'm here for this but does it does it seem uh comparable to how my mask is stuck to my face crudely or how yeah up, I, I would say your your mask seems far more intrusive uh is the workmanship like a little more sophisticated though i mean yeah i would say it's it's like a crude version of of the seal on your mask to your face okay that is interesting would I know that, or is that something that you just wanted to bring up? That you'd probably connect those pieces. I mean, yeah, you you would have seen my face probably from the side at least once, but no. I'll probably keep that part to myself because it's like it seems too like I don't know judgmental. I guess <laughs> I don't, wouldn't want to like. You wouldn't want anybody to make any like assumptions, wrong inferences. Yeah, from, that, from yeah. my observations. So yeah. Okay. So at this point, you guys heading back to the Puani basement? As everyone's filing out of the room, I go up in front of the board and kind of squat and make eye contact and say, when I come back, I'm going to ride you. He, he goes, uh. <laughs> I burp back and then run off. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs> She's dominant. <laughs> All right, so you guys go back off into this sort of loose, loosely packed woods. Um, again, the resistance hideout is is close to here. That that back door that Flint loves so much. I love the back door. <laughs> Here's where Goth actually is uh, taking a moment, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a detour. 
while everybody else is heading back to the manor. Sure, where are you? Uh, Brambleton. Okay. Do we, do, we, oh. do we see you leaving us? Do you say something? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Okay. Oh. Uh, I've got somebody to see. I'll meet you guys soon. All right, about halfway through the journey, Groth splits off from you guys. Um, where are you headed, Groth? Brambleton? Subway. <laughs> yeah, I'm headed back to... Um, Oh god, I've forgotten her name. It's been so long. Uh, uh the the tavern key. Yeah, Winthrop. Yeah, yeah, I'm headed back to see Miss yeah. Miss Winthrop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so we'll start with the rest of you first. Uh, you guys, when you're. So actually, I have a quick question, just because this is a interesting predicament. Groth's going back to town, obviously, to Brambleton, like Indeed. proper. Um, did, did we, did we imply or, uh, inform the lady at the plantation or whatever at the farmhouse that, like, uh, that we were, um, did, did we give her the impression that everybody in there died? No. Um, I, I just asked her for more time that there was a lot of right, damage. Yeah. Okay. Like, spiritual, like, and. I was just wondering if, yeah, if, uh, Groth's showing up in town, if there was any soldiers or anything that had got wind of that information if that would like raise any it definitely any flags definitely might be suspicious because he hasn't been seen leaving the farmhouse but yeah i figured it'd be kind of a stretch though because it was only it was a pretty localized like little operation but whatever small town word travels fast yeah all right however we're going to start with uh the party excluding gruff you guys begin to close into the backdoor entrance of the hideout, uh, but you start to see, you know, maybe 100 feet out, signs of a fight. Probably, uh, who has the highest perception? Probably Starlet? 11. Um, it's 10 plus, 10 plus your bonus, right? Yeah. 13. Passive, oh, okay, my passive perception is... 15. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, shit. I think, Star, you probably see this first. Uh, maybe the first thing you see is a little ways ahead in the distance. You see, like, a, a mangled uh, corpse. Uh, smaller uh, corpse, and, and pretty quickly you make out that it's a goblin corpse. Seems to be peppered with arrows. Okay, Star will hold up a hand to, like, sort of just like stop everyone kind of and let them know like her ears flatten out a little and she says there's been a fight so here. anyway that was the third time that my house burned Shut down the really fuck crazy up. <laughs> the cat jumps on Flint. flint's shoulders and is like <laughs> <laughs> flint's taken a little bit back with this but then noticing what you're referencing is just oh he kind of like puts his hand on his one of his hand axes he says our star will sort of look back and say it looks like we missed the fight but I would proceed cautiously. Let's hope that our friends are okay. And you said we're like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, she was just gonna say she's gonna start sneaking up, moving stealthily. Yeah, I was gonna do that too because we're like a hundred yep. feet out ish. Okay, so yeah, the rest of the uh, Flint's gonna proceed stealthily for the rest of the way. So will Shadow. What'd you guys get for your stealth checks? Not roll. Um, I would almost say to maybe like Flint before he ducks off behind a bush into the shadows to say uh, to Bo, uh, uh, Bo, keep walking. We'll have your we'll have your back. Okay. 
basically implying if there's anybody here, maybe you could try to draw them out. Why, why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, me and Star are, like, fairly stealthy. So we could have, like, a little ambush. I'm not saying go run around screaming your head off. I was just saying, like, just basically keep walking the path. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll trust you. The Hell first yeah. person you see just fall down on your knees and go, Whoa, is me, my <laughs> goblin, he died. <laughs> um, uh, I got a 26. Okay. Still. Shadow, what'd you get? A nine. Okay. And so, Bo, you're just walking up there? 24. Okay, so... Star, Flint, and Shadow, you guys are kind of staying in thicker brush, sort of circling around the side while Bo walks up. And, and Bo, sure enough, there's this, you know, mangled goblin, um, peppered with arrows. He he has a severed green hand that lies about a foot away uh, from him uh, <laughs> that's clinching onto a jagged uh, short sword. You see from this point too you look up and see several blood stains um indicating a fight uh some crude uh, or in poor condition uh javelins sticking out of uh trees or the ground uh dead boar uh maybe that's got this sort of stab wound in its gut um you also see this trail of blood that leads to this red-haired teen who you recognize from the uh, underground hideout of the resistance the fisherman uh, Wesley who was often cooking something and he is slumped against a tree and you see this javelin uh, much bigger than the others that is completely caved in his chest with force no that's so sad like he's dead he seems very dead. Uh, the the grass around him is stained this sort of dark red. Do you think he'll be okay, though? Sure, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sleeping. Had a long day. I overfed these men. Javelin. I overfed. Okay, So are you saying the javelin is still there? Piercing out of him, yeah. Okay. Um... But no, to let a perfectly good javelin go to waste. Just saying. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. You guys are probably about maybe a quarter of a mile to the hideout, uh, the back door entrance, but nothing jumps out at you yet. And at this point, we're actually gonna pan on over to Groth. Uh, Groth, you are. I'm sorry, laughing a little too hard to fucking do a bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> glad that you two got that reference. I overfed these. <laughs> Um, you approach the outer edges of Brambleton and, and uh, walk along the uh, path, probably steering wide, I imagine, of the Huani Manor. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe off the main road, too, walking around behind the buildings to get to the tavern. Okay. As best I can, anyway. About as stealthy as a half-giant can be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can't really be quiet, but I can swing wide. Sure. Uh, and you do so, uh, and eventually come around to the maybe the sort of side entrance that you're familiar with of, of the water and hole. Uh, and you sort of creep yourself in, and you see Louis Hamilton chatting up uh, Hannah, 
uh, who's j seemingly just placed a full frothy beer at his uh, uh, usual spot. And then you see Winthrop uh, working the counter, cleaning it off. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot of people in here. It's it's pretty early in the morning. Um, uh, yeah. So I was I really wasn't actually here to see Miss Winthrop. I was here to see Louie. I'm gonna. But I will swing by Miss Winthrop. I'm gonna drop a um. I don't say five silver and a two silver tip on the on the counter. I'm just say one nice tall cold one, Miss Winthrop. Oh, you ain't here, by the way. She says, I thought you were dead. So it's pouring a, pouring a nail and she places it down. And she says, glad you're not. Uh, slunk over to Louis's table. Slunk. Louis turns back and looks at you and turns back to Hannah and just sort of like throws his head back and Hannah quickly moves out. And Louis shaking his head as you sort of slunk next to him and he says, what the hell are you doing, big man? Well, I'll tell you, Louis. Oh, I found your spot. That's what I've been doing. Why are you involving Hannah in this? You know she's fragile. You're throwing her in the wolf's den. You know, Louis, I, I never meant to involve Hannah or you or myself in anything, but, uh, Seems to Colin, you and I know we were built for, has found us. Colin, I was built for surviving, big man. I've got a spot where that might just be possible. He throws back his ale and starts to sort of drain the mug very quickly and chug, 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 and pushes it down. He lets By the way, do I? Huge... Huh? Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, do it. Do I get the impression that Hannah would have in any possible way heard of this place? Uh, I think that you probably could connect the dots at this point that Hannah likely is Lilac's contact, Lilac and Killer's contact in the town. Okay, so she at least knows where we were going. Yeah, she seems to uh, know a little more than she leads on. And, and Luis... Uh, finishes his drink, slams it on the counter, and just lets out this huge burp. Just. Uh, 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 <laughs> Thank you. That's why they pay me the big bucks. All right, <clears throat> what are we waiting for? Let's go meet up. I, uh, I have a feeling we may need your help. We get a lot of people to move, and they're not very well armed. Okay. We're gonna pan back over to the four of you. What are you guys doing? Probably as stealthily as we still can, double timing it to the cave entrance. Can I okay. roll a perception before I like signal whether yeah. it's safe or whatever? Can I mean, I... I'd like to. Yeah, I think we yeah. probably all make a perception. Yeah, no, Brady, give me just a... me. <laughs> just her. Arguably, you might have a easier time of perceiving because you're actually out in the middle of everything but it's true i mean i might perceive different things than you guys would but oh uh, it's a three hmm, laser focused on a cool rock what? that i found um uh math um well where's my score 
12. <laughs> okay, Shadow, you wanna, you good on this? I didn't perceive anything. Okay. None of you perceive anything except what? for... Oh, okay. God. That's what? like a 24? Bestie, what? Okay, no. I have dark vision. <laughs> None of you perceive anything except for Star, who with a 24 star, you are looking sort of closer to the entrance. And I, I imagine you guys are perceiving as you're proceeding a little bit here. And a tree pretty close to the entrance of the back door is has this small like red trickle that's going down it and you sort of follow it up and you see tree bark everglade perched in a tree probably 15 feet up but he doesn't seem to be his sort of agile self he's like slumped by the tree leg dangling off and you can see that the trickle of blood is like or the trickle is blood that is sort of ran all the way to the base of the tree. Um, I try to signal this to Flint, at least, because I assume uh, Bo is ahead of us, so I wouldn't be able to see. Would I... Would my 13... What, is that what it was? I think, where's it? 12. 12 or 13, would that be enough to be able to see her signal? Uh, sure. Would that necessarily be tied to perception of the surroundings? If, because I mean, I assume we would, if we're stealthing and we both know that we're kind of like sneaking around in tandem, we kind of be keeping track of each other, right? That's what or I does a three mean that I just don't see that? I, I'm not gonna get too hung up on her passing a signal to you guys. Okay, okay. So what you signal towards the tree? Yeah, I just I'm like, like fingers yeah. at the eyes and like over at the tree. Okay. Yeah, Flint's gonna circle closer to the tree, not necessarily knowing what's in it, but knowing that there's something up. And pretty close as you guys get closer and Bo, you approach closer. Um, you hear like a groan, like, ugh, and tree bark sort of like rises and just sort of like slowly climbs down. And he's, he shouts out and he's like, I was wondering when you guys would get back. Bo, over here. What the bloody hell happened here? we got hit and you see like a corner of his sort of bark skin armor has where the pauldron <clears throat> connects to uh, the right chest has been sundered oh what, is, what does that mean <laughs> sundered means like the armor has been broken okay compromise yeah yeah um okay. sorry yeah anyway so uh, so you see the armor is sundered and it's like this dark red where it used to be this golden sort of brown of tree bark and it's pooled all over and he looks to be in kind of rough shape. He's pale, sweating. Looks like he's probably been up in that tree pretty much all night. He's like, we, we got hit. We we're gathering rocks for Groth. Uh, where, where is the giant? He had other matters to attend to, and looking around, uh, kind of notating the fact that there's, like, those javelins and stuff, too, just, uh, say, I find it hard to believe that goblins could have done this to a warrior of your stature. It wasn't just goblins. They set up an ambush. 
we were taken off guard by these goblins riding boards, and they corralled us. Uh, do, you, do you know what a bugbear is? I haven't heard good things. Cruel creatures. Big, hairy, kind of ursine features. Uh, they... They're big and, and strong, but surprisingly stealthy. They laid in wait in ambush. Uh, two of them. One of them killed poor young Wesley immediately. I take it, it by you taking up post in that tree that you're ex not uh, unconvinced that they might return. I, I find it hard to accept this was a, a coincidence. This was so close to home. Well, we should get those wounds tended to sooner rather than later. I want to cast Healing Word at first level. Okay. Go ahead mm -hmm. and roll the dice. And you see six. While Bo's getting ready to move up to heal him, a shadowy hand carries over the severed goblin hand with the sword and, is like, and Shadow's like, can we give you a hand? <laughs> it's not funny, child. And he looks at, like, the body of Wesley. And in fact, you look at the body of Wesley, too, and something's weirdly familiar about that body, Shadow. It looks a lot like the body of the fisherman who was sleeping at the fishing village. Almost a spitting image. The way his hair was, the way he died. I think it's hard for you to not see those parallels. And seeing the sort of expression on Treebark's face. And it sort of lights up a little bit as this glowing light sort of illuminates around the wound that is under his armor. And he gets a little more color to his face and takes a deep breath. And it's like, oh, that feels better. Thank you. Flint's going to pass him a sip of whiskey from the flask and just say, uh... I'll take the edge off and maybe put some hair on that nubile chest of yours. I'm sorry, do you get hair on your chest? You... You don't? Ugh. Um, <laughs> like peeking in at, <laughs> at his own chest being like, do I? And like looking. <laughs> <laughs> the next you'll be telling me I don't have hair on your... Wait. Wait. Do you not have... I'm choosing to discontinue this discussion at this time. <laughs> Star take a sip looks of at her himself. fur all over her body, <laughs> on her chest. So, <laughs> see, that's a man right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I roll like an unarmed attack? <laughs> <laughs> Against who? You, bitch. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think you have to roll. It's just like a. One. I don't even think you take damage because I have. Like, you want to do damage one. to me? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, I just want to pretend like I'm going to. I guess. <laughs> Fucking like. <laughs> you cock back and just. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I said you have a nice hairy chest. <laughs> All right. Tree bark says, "Come, let's get out of the open." And he leads you into the back door, and that is where uh... we will leave it for the evening. And I'd just like to add on real quick that... Nope, we're going to leave it in the back door. You guys all get to the back door and notice that Shadow's just kind of still standing there looking at Wesley. Um, 
I guess that makes a perfect opportunity for what I wanted to do is maybe I see Shadow doing that and I quickly um, take her like hand or, or her arm or um, even touch her shoulder on my way past uh, and just do a quick prayer and put a little like flower that's growing nearby on Wesley just to put a little closure to the situation as much as we can right now before moving on. Okay. And uh, that's where we'll end episode 14, 15, episode 15 of the <laughs> Reroll podcast. <laughs> Lucky number four or fifteen. Lucky number thirteen to fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hellbent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.